You guys, you know, we, we have such an awesome, like Stacy said, group of young people, and um, we're just excited about what God is doing with our young folks. There's a lot of great things that are happening with them, and um, I just want to remind you all that immediately afterwards, our youth, if you could help them set up the tables and chairs, um, not this section here, we're going to leave these, these chairs here, but this, this section from that exit door back, we're just going to need six tables over there with, with eight, eight chairs around each table and six uh, tables over here with eight chairs around those tables. The middle's going to stay open, and the camera is going to stay there. Amen. So we can have room to play games, eat tacos, and dance. Oh, Lord. Dancing in church. Oh, yeah. Praise the Lord. You all ready for the word today? Yes. Me too. I'm excited about what the Holy Ghost is going to do. Through the word of God, because uh, he backs up the word. That's what Jesus said he would do, amen? So I'm excited about that. How many know our title? Now, when I'm talking with the youth, I ask for, for participation. So how many know our title today? What is it? Walking with who? Jesus. If you were signing in up front, you saw that. Miss Amber did such a great job. She put it right up front. The name of our title today, our theme today is Walking with Jesus or Keep Walking with Jesus. Amen. Keep walking with Jesus. There's a time, you know, if you've lived for any length of time that you're tempted, you know, to just give up. You're tempted to quit the test and trials of life just put you through so much. But you want, you know, I just want to let you know that, you know, Jesus never leaves you. He never forsakes you. Amen. Amen. He's always with you. So just, um, just lend your hearts to me. I'm not going to be with you uh, uh, too, uh, in front of you long, but, you know, I have this word on my heart, and I believe it's straight from the Holy Spirit. Praise God, and I'm just ready to preach it. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you so much for this word that we're about to receive. It's going to add nourishment and strength to our minds and our physical bodies because we know that our spirits are complete in you. So thank you for this word right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So to keep walking with Jesus is what we're talking about today. And it's hard to walk with Jesus, hallelujah, if you don't know him, if you're not familiar with his ways. Just stay with me, you know, just some things that I have on my heart that I was preparing this and I wanted to write it down and just want to read some things to you. In order to trust him, we need to know him. When we truly understand that God really loves us as he loves Jesus, it's easier to trust him, believe him, go to him and walk with him. You know, folks, you know, talk about, man, you, you may talk about the love of God too much. No, if you think that we talk about the love of God too much, then you really don't have an understanding of the love of God. Because that's right there is the foundation. That's our starting point. That's our launching plan. Our faith don't work without love. Amen. So it's so important. And that's what we, we aim to do at Lake Haven so that people can experience the love of God. That's so important. Jesus said... And John 17 and 3, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. How do we know God? Through Jesus. That's how we know him, through Jesus. Jesus said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. The Holy Spirit will reveal God's love to us through the word of God if we allow him to. Amen? If we allow him to. I'm going to use my man Jeff. He didn't know I was going to call on him. I'm just shocking everybody today. So come on up here, you good looking. Jeff is going to be Jesus. Come on, Jesus. 
Come on, Jesus. Somebody say, come on, Jesus. He didn't even know I was calling him up, but isn't he a good-looking Jesus? Amen. Just hang out with me, Jesus. I just want you close to me. Don't let me go. Amos 3 and 3 says, can two walk together? Can two walk together unless they be in agreement? Amos uh, three verse uh, chapter three and verse three in the Message Bible, and this is what I wanted to have Jesus to come up here with me. If you can face that way, it says here: Do two people walk hand in hand? We're not gonna walk hand in hand. We'll walk shoulder to shoulder. So put your arm around my shoulder. Can two people walk shoulder to shoulder if they aren't going in the same place? So can Jesus and I walk in the same direction if we're not going in the same place? And Jesus said, I believe to Peter, he said to Peter, follow me. He said, follow me. And as Peter was walking with Jesus, amen, he looks back and see John and says, what about that guy? And Jesus says, don't worry about John in so many words. What does it matter if John remains until I come? You follow me. Walk with me. Amen. Walking with Jesus. Give Jesus a hand. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So let's look at Matthew uh, chapter 27. Matthew chapter 27. And we're going to start with verse number 57. Matthew 27. We're going to start with 57. There's a boldness that the disciples had because of their relationship with Jesus. Jesus boldly said uh, to, the, to the Jews, he said, destroy this temple, his body, and in three days I will raise it up. In Matthew chapter uh, 27 and verse number 27, it says, as I find it here, 57, Matthew 27 in verse 57, let's read. It says, now, evening, now when evening had come, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who himself had always become, also become a disciple of Jesus. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body to be given him. When Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a linen cloth and laid it in his new tomb. He laid Jesus' body in the new tomb, which he had hooed out of the rock, and he, say he, he. that's important, singular, rolled a large stone against the door of the tomb uh, uh, and, and departed. And Mary Magdalene was there and the other Mary sitting opposite the tomb. On the next day, which followed, the day of preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees gathered together to Pilate. And listen to what these rascals said. <laughs> Saying, sir, we remember while he was alive how that deceiver after three days said, after three days I will rise. Therefore command that the tomb be made secure until the third day. Lest his disciples come by night and steal him away and say to the people, he has risen from the dead. So the last deception will be worse than the first. Pilate says to them, you have a guard. Go your way and make it as secure as you know how. As you know how. 
So they, remember, Joseph rolled the stone by himself. But now they went and made the tomb secure, securing or sealing the stone that Joseph rolled in front of the tomb and setting a guard. So they supposedly secured it in an attempt to stop Jesus from walking out the grave. Some of y'all know where I'm going. <laughs> now, after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. That's so awesome. The reason it is because it took all of them to secure it, but the angel, he didn't just roll the stone away and sit somewhere else. He went and sat on top of the stone like, really? If you think you're gonna stop Jesus from exiting the grave, or if you think he's gonna stop you from fulfilling what God has for your life, Nothing can stop you. You're a child of God. You walk with Jesus. If Jesus is for you, who or what can be against you? The angel, verse number six, he is not said, he is not here, for he is risen as he said, come and see the place where the Lord lay. So my question to you is, and I know I've said this before, did Jesus walk out of the grave or through the grave? I would say that he walked through the grave. Because when the stone was rolled away, he was already gone. Remember when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, he told them to remove it. And then he commanded Lazarus to come forth. Lazarus could not have came forth if the stone wasn't removed from the opening of the tomb. So what I'm saying is Jesus didn't walk, per se, out of the grave. He walked through the grave. Nothing stopped him from exiting the grave. Why? He said, in three days, I will raise this up. So he could walk out the back, the side. He could walk through the front where the, where the rock was. There's nothing that prevented him from walking out of the grave. In Romans chapter 8, it says, you have the same spirit in you. Yeah. Oh, praise God. Amen. That raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Amen. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 12 says, 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 not only were you buried with Jesus, but you were raised with Jesus. And I'm just going to do this because i just like you to see. Look at Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 4 as I go in this grave. It says in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 4, But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. Keep going. Even when we were dead in trespasses, and sins made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved through faith and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. 
if you're not born again, you haven't been raised. But if you are born again, you have been raised and you're seated with Christ in the heavenly places. So when he was raised, you was raised. Colossians chapter 2, and I believe verse number 15, it says, In Jesus, having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly. Openly he made a show of them, triumphing over them in it. His triumph is your triumph. His raising is your raising. His walking out of the grave is your walking out of the grave. His walking with full of the Holy Spirit is your walking full of the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus got out of the grave in circumstances that may come against you, you can walk out. Not waiting to be delivered. You have been delivered. You have been delivered. So anything that comes against you can't hold you down, can't hold us down. Some of the, one of the problems that we have is that we haven't renewed our mind to the fact, to the truth of the word of God. If we read the scriptures, we will never find anything easy, anything about the easy times, because all the glory of God comes out of him delivering during challenging times. Reconstruction happens during challenging times. Times when you think that you're all dried up. Times when you think that there is no hope for you and you have been passed up by everything and everybody. Or you've missed your opportunity. Times when you think that you're broken, beaten, and you can't go on. Times you think that you've messed up so much that you can't walk with Jesus anymore. But I'm telling you, because of what Jesus has done for you, you can walk with him. He wants you to walk with him. Amen? It's amazing. It's amazing if, if we think about it, it, even in the natural, only melted gold is minted. Only soft wax receives a seal. When we make ourselves useful and pliable and we choose to deny ourselves and take up our cross daily and walk with him, that's enjoying the good life that he's provided. When we allow ourselves to get out of the way and let him live through us, that's the best life. That's the Jesus life. That's when we can walk with him. Amen. It's when you have walked through or when you walk with Jesus through the challenging times or trial that you come out stronger Amen. than you did when you went in. You look back and say, oh, my goodness, he brought me out of that. He'll do it again and again and again. So keep walking with Jesus. I'm reminded of Psalms 23. Maybe you've never read that before. Psalms 23 and verse number 4 says, Yay, I like the way that verse starts. Yay, or yes. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I choose not to fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. 
So I'm saying to you, even in the presence of your enemies, keep eating. Keep enjoying life. Keep enjoying Jesus. In the presence, you anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, not maybe, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. But that life doesn't start when you get to heaven. It's right now. Keep walking with Jesus. Don't give up on him because he hasn't and will not give up on you. Hallelujah. Someone said, keep walking with Jesus. Amen. You know, there's three guys, and I just, I believe it's the Holy Spirit, honestly, because as I was preparing this message, the first thing that came on my mind was the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And every teenager should be familiar with this, with this true life story of these guys. Look, look at Daniel chapter 3. I love it too, William. I think it's awesome. You know, these are three teenagers that chose to, to live for God. And I want to read, I'm not going to read the whole chapter, but I want to read some highlights of Daniel chapter 3. And let's start with verse number 1. Daniel chapter 3, it says, Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of gold whose height was 60 cubits. That's eight stories. About eight stories. In its width, six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. And King Nebuchadnezzar sent word to gather together the satraps, the administrators, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces to come and come to the dedication of the image which King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Look at verse number four. Then Herod cried aloud, to you it is commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages, that at the time you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, the psaltery, in symphony with all kinds of music, you shall fall down and worship the gold image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. So he's telling them what they should be doing. And worship, I'm sorry, verse number six, and whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. So, at verse seven, so at that time when all the people heard the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and symphony with all kinds of music, all the people, nations and languages, fell down and worship the gold image which King Nebuchadnezzar set up. Could I get somebody to say, keep walking with Jesus? Keep walking with Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse number eight. Therefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans, I think that's pronounced right, came forward and accused Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. In other words, they said, hey, king, I'm just paraphrasing it. These guys are not worshiping your golden image. They're not settling. They're not compromising their belief. They're choosing to stand because they believe in their God. 
And that's important nowadays to take a stand for what's right. Verse 13, it says, Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, stay with me, it is, is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up? Now, if you're ready, so he's ready to give him a chance now. He said, if you're ready, I'm going to give you another chance. At the time you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, harp, lyre, psaltery, and symphony with all kinds of music, you and you fall down and worship the image which I have made good. But if you do not worship you should be cast immediately into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. And who, this is what he's saying, and who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? I know many of us have heard something similar to that, like, like someone said to you, you serve in that God, or, or you, you call yourself a Christian, but why isn't your God doing thus and so, and why isn't he doing this or that? Shaming you walking with Jesus. Verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. In other words, our mind's made up. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known. Could you say, keep walking with Jesus? If not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the expression on his face changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He was against them. Have anybody had anyone against you? Simply because you walk with Jesus. He was against them. And he commanded, actually verse number 19, uh, then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the expression on his face changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He spoke and commanded that they heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. And he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind, and this is important, to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Now this next verse is so important because the Holy Spirit for this scripture, this Bible that we have, the word of God, he moved upon holy men of God to write as they were hearing from him. But God does have a sense of humor. He could have just said in verse number 21 that they were just clothed. But he says, then these men were bound their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and their other garments, and cast in the midst 
of the burning fiery furnace. In other words, they had all the material on them that was ignitable. Everything looked to be against them. It was so bad that as you look at uh, verse number 22, therefore, because the king's command was so urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. In other words, the same men who threw them in died from the heat of the flames <laughs> as they were thrown in bound. Verse 23 and these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. As soon as they fell down, then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. And he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men in the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, true, O king. He said, look. He answered, I see four men loose walking with Jesus. I see four men not bound walking with Jesus. In the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the son of God. Hallelujah. I have a question for you. Was Jesus there when he showed up, or was he there before? Before. You guys are good. He, listen, he didn't just arrive when they saw him. He was aware before it even happened. You may think that you're alone just because you can't see Jesus, but he's with you. Because he said, not T, that I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Not only that, he said he will send the comforter who will be with you forever. So while you're in the midst of a burning situation, a fiery situation, continue walking with Jesus because he's never leaving you, never forsaking you. In the flame, in the fire, when you're tempted to quit and throw in the towel, he's with you. Verse number 26, then Nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spoke, saying, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God. Oh, now they're servants of the Most High God. Hmm, I wonder why. Come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came from the midst of the fire. In other words, they walked through the fire unbound. Out of the fire. They walked through it unbound. And that's what's so important as you walk with Jesus. And not only that, look at verse 30, verse number 30. Then King Nebuchadnezzar promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. He promoted them, these teenagers that refused to compromise, that decided to walk with Jesus, which is so important. I'm reminded of Isaiah 43. Look at 43. Isaiah 43 and verse number 1. But now, thus says the Lord, who created you. And, and it says here, oh, Jacob, but what I did, I put my name in there. So why don't you put your name in there? Right? But now, thus says the Lord, who created you, O.T., and he formed you. 
OT. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. Amen. He knows your name. Amen. You are mine. When you pass through the waters of life, I will be with you. And through the rivers of this life, they shall not overflow you. When, not if, because we think that we're not going to go through stuff down here. When you walk through the fires of this life, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame of this life scorch you. Praise the Lord. That's something to shout about. For I am the Lord your God, he says. So I just want to encourage you this morning that as you walk with Jesus, what you have been through is not going to kill you, but promote you. It's not going to kill you, but it's going to elevate you as you walk with Jesus. That's so important that you make that hard decision, young people and mature people. To continue walking with Jesus. What draws people to Jesus is that when they see what you have walked through and you're still standing and not dying. They see they're watching you in all the hell and all the difficulty and all the pain that you've been through and you're still walking with Jesus. Talking about the love of Jesus giving praise to God, and you're still standing and not dying. That draws people to Jesus, and that's amazing. You know, I wanted to close with this particular song. The youth, they're familiar with it, and what I love about this song is that, you know, it, it, it talks about uh, the Word of God. It, it sings. They're singing the Word of God. They're proclaiming the word of God. And what I wanted to share with you this morning is some of the lyrics of this particular song. And the name of the song is Trusting God. And some of the lyrics says, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. He's been my fourth man in the fire time after time. Born of his spirit, washed in his blood. And what he did for me on Calvary is more than enough. It goes on to say, I trust God, my Savior, who will never fail. He didn't fail me then, and he won't fail me now. I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered, and he delivered me from all of my fears. All of us attempted to fear from time to time. And then it goes on to say, those who seek God will not lack no good thing. And then the song finishes with a declaration declaring that I walk by faith, not by sight. Not by what I feel, but what I believe. And so I'm just going to ask every young person, every youth, an adult if you desire to, you don't have to, to come forward. And you're, you're not coming forward to hang out with your friends. Because the altar is really where your heart is. But it's something about stepping up, not being ashamed of Jesus, and walking forward. And connecting your heart to the words of this song. So every youth in here, I'm going to ask you to come forward. And as we play this song, connect your hearts to the song. Connect your hearts to Jesus. 
and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you through the words of this song and sing those songs, proclaim the words, the lyrics of, those, of this song to Jesus. Your commitment to him, your commitment to him as your savior, just like Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego did. Amen. And to the parents also, thank you. I just want to encourage you also, parents, that even if you have a child that, you know, he or she's gone astray and you think that you haven't raised him correctly or her correctly, stop beating yourself over the head. Jesus is mine. He's been my fourth man in the fire. Born of his spirit, washed in his blood, and what he did for me on Calvary is more than enough. Oh, I trust in God, my Savior. That's why I trust him. That's why I trust him. I saw the Lord and he heard. 
so, so this is that part where you make the declaration, not just to you, but you that are standing there, you are watching online. You say it out of your mouth. I walk by faith, not by sight. Not by who or what I feel, but what I believe. trust you. We make the declaration we choose to walk with you. We choose not to give up walking with you because you've never given up on us and you never will. Maybe there's someone here today who's like, you know, I don't know this Jesus that you're talking about. This Jesus that you're saying keep walking with. I want to give you that opportunity to start <laughs> walking with Jesus today. Whether you're physically here or you're watching online, if you're watching online, you can text the word prayer to that same number that's on your screen, 352-441-3016. But if you're physically here and you don't know this Jesus that you need to be walking with, it's simple to start walking with him. All you have to do, and you can repeat after me, Jesus, I choose to receive you as my Lord and Savior. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for receiving me and not casting me away. In Jesus' name, amen. And it's just that simple. If you made that confession or statement of faith, you are born again. And you will receive, you have received eternal life. But I would like you to do one more thing. Before you leave, allow yourself to come up. We have our prayer ministers that will be up front here to the left and right of the stage. And come up here and let them know what you have done. Once again, those that are watching online, you can text the word prayer. Or even if you need prayer for anything, you can come up here and allow the ministers to minister to you and impart it on into, into you life 
life because they're amazing people. Amen. Are you all determined to keep walking with Jesus? Youth, are you determined to keep walking with Jesus? It's a choice that you make. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. So as we uh, unhook for now, once again, Father, we thank you that your word is true. Thank you that we can continue walking with you. We, some of us have made the decision to start back walking with you. Some of us have stopped walking, but we are, we are choosing to start back walking with you. Because you've been waiting on us to start back. So thank you for receiving those back in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.